Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Now, Australians are likely to lose $4 billion. $4 billion to scammers this year, almost double the money lost last year. The federal government warns uh, Financial Services Minister Stephen Jones uh, just on Monday said Labor will give the Australian Consumer and Competition Commission $10 million to set up a new national anti-scam centre. Possibly too little, too late. Also, authorities are warning Australians about a sharp rise in cryptocurrency scams. That's just one of the many, with figures revealing a significant increase over the past year. Look, to talk more, and I'm looking forward to my chat with Sarah Court, Deputy Chair of ASIC. Sarah, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. It must be so um, incredibly uh, concerning when you hear that once we've gone from Optus, we've now gone to Medibank and uh, the hackers have said you've got 24 hours to pay up. We've already released a couple on the dark web. Must be, I mean, it's frightening for those that are just sitting there with their all of their wonderful uh, information out there on the dark web for anybody to swallow. Oh, look, it really is a very distressing situation for tens of thousands of Australians. Mike, as you say, we've had the Optus uh, data hack and now the Medibank private, and, of course, a lot of that information is uh, potentially of a particular personal nature. So it is very understandable that uh, that people are concerned uh, about this. I think, unfortunately, though, we are seeing year upon year uh, the incidence of data hacks and scams just exponentially increasing and that's why Scams Awareness Week this, this year is sort of even more important than ever. And I, th- I think something else, too, and I should have mentioned, it is uh, you know, Scam Awareness Week and Scam Watch, etc. Their little black book is fabulous, by the way. Uh, that, it uh, is fabulous, uh, yeah. If people don't know what I'm talking about, at Google Scam Watch, you'll see a little black book, grab that because it is just an awesome account of what to, where, what can help you. But to find out that, that all of a sudden it's uh, some, some nerdy guy probably that's a Russian hacker now, it seems to be behind the, the massive Medibank breach. Russian hackers, and they seem to be you know, getting more involved. I don't know whether it's because of a, a war they're having at the moment or what. Look, I can't comment on that specifically, Mike, but what I can say is you know, one of the real challenges about scams, of course, is that they are effectively global organised crime. You know, These are very sophisticated operators who are um, operating around the world. Um, they are um, targeting people. They are sophisticated And one of the real challenges for law enforcement agencies, of course, is the fact that they are just sitting at the end of a a computer somewhere in the globe, most unlikely to be in Australia. But look, it's it's not all, it's difficult, it's not all doom and gloom. I would really recommend that people take some time in the light of the Optus and Medibank breaches to really do some um, thinking about their personal protections and how their information is being used. And if you are concerned that you've been a victim of a scam, there are things that you can do and I can go through those for you if it's helpful, Mike. Very helpful, please. Yeah, so look, if if you're concerned that your data's been compromised either through the Medibank or the Optus data breaches or or, or for any other um, reason, there are a number of things you can do to protect yourself. So first and foremost is to notify your bank or, or any other financial institutions that you are doing business with. So that might include your superannuation trustee, for example, as well because unfortunately we're seeing a rise in superannuation uh, scams also. Monitor your bank accounts really closely and if you see any suspicious transactions, get straight on the phone to your financial institution. A really simple one, even though it's a pain for most of us, is just change your password. The longer and the more complex your password is, um, the better. 
watch out for um, suspicious uh, social media activity on any of your accounts because that might indicate they've been hacked into. And an additional one um, that perhaps is not so well known is you can put a temporary ban on your credit report. And this can be really important if somebody is using your personal information to impersonate you and to try to apply for a loan or for credit using your information. If you've put this temporary ban on your credit report, that will just stop that kind of activity from happening. It's simple to do and it's free and it won't have any impact on you down the track. It's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, this, this, there, there are simple things we can tell. I'm speaking with Sarah Cord, Deputy Chair of ASIC, um, but so much is being lost and they're so damn clever, Sarah, with their logos they'll put up of, of be it a Medibank or even be it the government, they look so real and people say, and, and even when they say, oh, you need to pay, I had one, someone ring me yesterday that he was on a motorcycle going um, through toll booths, uh, travelling on a long trip, uh, and I think it's called Linked, I'm not sure, that where yes. he, he, he he has his money put into that. It normally comes out uh, and pays his tolls. But he actually then received a, a text saying, you haven't paid, you need to pay this much money, you will be fined, put this into your bank. And he said, hang on. Uh, he unfortunately clicked onto the link. Mm, as soon as he did that, he then, and, and he told me, he said, I was then gone, I was hacked. Yeah, that's really disappointing to hear. But that that particular scam that you're talking about is certainly doing the rounds at the moment. Um, and and the way, one of the ways that people can check whether or not these things are scams is to go to the Scam Watch website because that is a, a site that's run by the ACCC, which really keeps up to date on all of the emerging scams. So if you get a particular email or a particular text to your mobile phone and you're looking at it, and as you say, it can be really hard to work out whether or not it's legitimate or not. You can go to the ScamWatch website that'll have up-to-date information about the latest scams that are doing the rounds. So that can be a really helpful source of information. And they do say, Sarah, that um, the company behind Facebook and Instagram, they're launching a new campaign to help Aussie spot some of the most common scams online. The company Meta, or Meta, M-E-T-A, uh, as they call it, releasing a number of what short um, educational videos, if you will, following a similar campaign which ran in July, reached more than 8 million Australians. I think some of those campaigns are very helpful. Look, I agree with that. And one of the things that we know with trying to combat scams is it really takes a... Um, a multi-agency approach, if you like. So we need the industry sector in there, like the digital platforms of which Meta is one, and um, and the, the telco companies and the financial sector as well. We need the regulators, we need the consumer groups, and the so we need everyone working together to the same end. And the other thing that we need is for people to talk about scams. So there is a bit of a shame sometimes in being, oh God, I've been an idiot, I've been scammed, I shouldn't have clicked on the link or I shouldn't have paid over this money. But the reality of is that any of us can be the victim um, of a scam. And one of the other really important ways to prevent them is to tell other people about it. You know, tell your friends, tell your family, warn others so that others don't become a victim as well. Do you know that you think we will be changing down the track? And I'd love your opinion on this. That personal information being given to bodies. I don't know how many times I've been asked for it. I mean, even when people ring you up now from something that you're a part of, I just to confirm who you are. What's your date of birth? Where do you live? Yeah. And, and you're thinking, hang on, uh, you're ringing me from the company that I'm with, and you want to know who I am. Wait a minute. You know, it, it, yeah, people but, are cautious yeah. on that now. I think I, I, I think that's right, Mike. I think that you know various agencies are giving real thought now to this question about how much data the companies need to hold about us. Um, how much data do you need? Or how much of your personal information do you really need to um, 
to hand over. I mean, I've gone to a, a gym recently and before I can use a machine, have to put in my date of birth and an email address and a contact phone number. And you think, well, you know, surely there's no need for you to be collecting that kind of information yeah, correct. Um, in relation to me and, and just where is it stored and, and what's being done with it. So I think, you know, unfortunate though, you know, very catastrophic for individuals is that these recent hacks have been, they are sending a wake-up call, I think, both to government and to... Uh, those kind of industries that are holding that data and to consumers. But really now is the time to be extra vigilant and to really think about how much of our personal data do these companies need to hold. Interesting, isn't it, that um, I was reading more than 30% of Australians have been exposed to data breaches in the past year as these cyber attacks continue to spike. Um, the new Australian National University poll found 6.4 million adults have fallen victim to data breaches, 41.5% of those aged 25 to 34 falling into that category. 96% of Australian adults want companies sanctioned by governments when breaches happen. And in comparison, the survey found only 11.2% of Australians had been the victim of serious crimes like like burglary or assault in the last five years. Yeah, well, look, I, I guess the, the way of the world, is, Mike, is that online crime, like data hacks, like scams, like digital identity theft and the like, are just going to be more prevalent um, as uh, as the society and the way that we do business increasingly moves online. I think obviously there's lots of advantages and conveniences in, in doing all of our um, shopping and banking and everything else online, but comes with it these really um, significant risks for people. And as I say, I would just really encourage people to take the time to go to the Money Smart website or the Scamwatch website have a look at what you can do to protect yourself and make yourself far less likely to be vulnerable to one of these scam attempts. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I know a staggering number of Australians are falling victim to fake text and phone call scams. That's happening now as well, isn't it? You'd be aware of that. I mean, I think there's another finder uh, research. They did a survey of 1,058 respondents revealing three in four Aussies, 75%, which is equivalent to 15 million people, I guess, have received a fraudulent text message or a phone call this year already yeah well look i think anyone who's got a mobile phone and that's pretty much everyone these days um it sees the prolific um number of scam texts that we get um again that's a good uh, going to the scam watch website can be really helpful there again mark because it will tell you those kind of text scams that are going around again just to so that people can just be on their guard at all times Scamwatch, all the W, scamwatch.gov.au forward slash reporter scam, if you will. But you can also go to the Scamwatch, like you say, Sarah, to, to learn more. Um, and also, I guess, be aware of, uh, I know it happened to me once when someone was uh, telling me that it, I needed to pay in cryptocurrency. And I went, hang on. You know, this yeah, is a bit, no. right, you know, that's, you know, then straight away, this, that's an issue. Look, crypto scams are something that we're very concerned about um, at ASIC. We know that there was $700 million of Australians' money lost to broader investment scams in the last calendar year and the biggest growing proportion of that are crypto scams. So we there's a lot of hype about crypto. A lot of people are talking about crypto. We are really asking people to be wary, particularly if they are getting um, 
unsolicited prompts online to say, look, have we got an opportunity for you? You know, get in while the value of the crypto asset is low. You're going to come in on the ground floor. The growth will be exponential. We are just seeing terrible stories about people that are losing significant amounts of money in crypto scams. So again, just telling people to keep their wits about them Go to the Money Smart website, have a look at how to spot a crypto scam if you're even thinking about uh, putting your money into these kind of investments. And, and Sarah, I just had a caller uh, from the uh, Launceston, Brett from Launceston, wants to know is there any fake scam watch websites to watch out for? No, oh, what a, what a um, thoughtful question to ask. Uh, not that I'm aware of, but that doesn't mean it couldn't be done. So make sure perhaps type into your browser. Uh, scamwatch.gov.au. So any of those websites that end in the .gov.au, uh, you should be safe. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. I know that um, Australia also, I was reading, spearheading a new international task force to take the fight up to ransomware gangs and crack down on hackers' illicit finance and identity threats online. That'll be interesting to see how that goes because these hackers seem to be very good. No one seems to catch them. Yeah, and that's why, you know, all of these things are interrelated. So cybercrime, hacking into sophisticated companies like Medibank and Optus, you know, th- there is a whole of government response trying to deal with these very significant issues. But when it comes down to it for, you know, consumers and people listening to your this program, I really, can my personal information be used against me? Can it be used to scam me? Can it be used to steal my identity? And so it's, the, it's that. Those are the consequences, of course, from these kind of significant um, cyber crimes. It, uh, it's interesting, too, when uh, these particular hackers in Medibank, uh, you touched on them, reminded me, they uh, shared a statement uh, with a quote from Chinese philosopher Confucius. The hackers advised uh, people to sell their Medibank stocks along with uh, issuing an ultimatum. Uh, that he said, and the quote was, a man who has committed a mistake and doesn't correct it is committing another mistake. Uh, they quote Confucius with that one, and data will be published in 24 hours. Although the Medibank chief executive has said, yep, no, that 10 million uh, ransom they want will not be paid. Yes, no, look, I, I've been following all of that uh, myself, Mike, so very distressing for those um, Medibank customers that may have had their information compromised uh, and obviously authorities are doing everything they can but again just direct people to have a look at the various government websites and take steps to protect yourself. And do you think people are now going to be very cautious if asked, uh, I need your passport number, your driver's licence number, your birth date, address and everything else. Um, I think we should be moving on to fingerprints and eye scans sooner than uh, later. Oh look, I think people are understandably going to be nervous and and give a lot more thought to handing over this kind of information Um, but I also think that companies are going to think more about what information do they really need to get from us in the first place if they do receive it you know how are they going to store it how long are they going to keep it when are they going to destroy it I think these are all questions that corporate Australia is really turning their minds to in a very acute way at the moment given what's happened. Yeah, true enough. I know it is Scam Awareness Week and the uh, our, uh, Tasmanian Government a Minister for Workplace Safety and Consumer Affairs, Elise Archer, has uh, put out a press release and so uh, there's a uh, website, How to Spot a Scam. You can have a look at that yeah. as well. So, I mean, I, I do yeah. think yeah, go there and have a look. But, Sarah, it's uh, a pleasure to talk with you on. I do appreciate your time uh, this morning and it's so important being Scam Awareness Week that we are just more alert than ever. Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself, Mark. Thank you for your interest. Um, It's a really important topic.
It is indeed, and I really appreciate talking to you. Sarah Court, the Deputy Chair of ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, uh, with Tasmania Talk. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.